0: what is up everybody is the no notes podcast is episode 50 um we're super excited for today's episode not only because it's 50 um that we've done but also we have a guest uh breckin Mazingo. she plays for the byu women's soccer team super excited to have her on and just get to know a bit more not only about uh byu but also women's soccer and everything with that Um. Yeah. So we'll start it out. Um, Uh,
1: I'll say something real quick, Matt. uh, I like how your name is is Brecken because the guy I co-host the podcast with is Matt Breckenridge. and So I think that's pretty cool. I just just yeah to start off, how did you get the name Brecken, or is that like a nickname, or
2: Um... I'm curious. So it's actually German or like off of a German like word, but my parents told me they had like a list of names. And when I was a baby, like my dad held me and he read all the names and apparently like I moved on Brecken. So I got named Brecken.
1: (laughs) Nice. All right. I I just wanted to, I just want to ask that. So, (laughs) all right, Matt, you can go.
0: Hey, it's not a bad name. I'm just, you know, last names with the city in Colorado ski town. So anyways, anyways, So, Brecken, to start off with, um, when did you choose to start really pursuing soccer, and why did you choose soccer out of all the sports that you could do? Like, what what really makes soccer your sport?
2: Um, Honestly, like, when I was growing up, I kind of just fell in love with the sport when I just began playing because it's kind of – I feel like everyone starts off, like, playing soccer, and those who, like, really, like – I don't know. I feel like for any sport, like if it kind of comes like a little bit, not like easy to you, but just like more naturally, um, I felt like that kind of happened to me. And like I tried gymnastics for like a day and that didn't even work. So I just, I feel like I kind of took soccer and ran with it. And my parents were kind of hard workers growing up and they um, really just kind of like grew off of like the idea of just working for what you want and my parents told me like if this is what you want like we need to work for it and so i guess i think at a very young age like i decided that i like wanted to pursue it and i honestly probably think it was about like 7 or 8 years old where i was like okay i'm i'm going to play college soccer and go as far as i can so and that's just like i don't know i feel like I chose that just because I kind of realized how much work my parents were like putting into me. And so I was like, I, I have to pay them back in some way and not only do it for them, but do it for myself too.
1: So going into, I believe this was your high school career. This is what I gathered. you have some accolades on here. All-star team in 2016, you're on the USU 17 training camp. In 2017, I found this online, so if any of this is wrong, I'm sorry. So uh, no. 2019 UYSA, Female Athlete of the Year, two-time State Cup champion, uh, 38 goals in 2016, which was your school's record. So you, you had a lot of accolades, you know, when you entered into high school. So how, you know, you said you wanted to be a college you know, athlete, soccer player when you were young. And obviously, when you get into high school and you get stuff like that, you know, that dream's very close to being achieved. So how was that feeling? And did you have any hardships of maybe like pressure, you know, from, you know, still being in high school, that's pretty young. So how were you able to deal with stuff like that, you know, and were there any hardships with going, you know, kind of having a big name or a big target on you? So just kind of going through that.
2: Um. Yeah. High school. So growing up um, all the way till freshman year, is was kind of like, okay, soccer's fun and everything. But then as soon as freshman year hit like, it was fun still, but it was more like, okay, this is serious. If I want this, like I legit have to get it now. And um, BYU kind of knocked on my door, uh, like end of freshman year. And I committed to them verbally. And then sophomore year, a year later, UCLA also knocked on my door and I was like, shoot, I, I don't know. Cause like I'm only 15 and I feel like I'm like, or The NCAA kind of put a rule on that for um, upcoming athletes or just um, younger kids now, like with recruiting processes and stuff, which honestly I wish I had just so I can like figure out actually what I want. And um, so that kind of like at a young age, like just realizing like, okay, I I have to start training now for this college and I have to make sure I'm prepared, like that was kind of a lot to put on like – a young girl who's, like, 15 and, like, is literally just trying to have fun in high school at that time, but, like, still, like, work on her other, like, areas of life. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. That was, like, pretty hard, and then um, junior year, I got injured, and so, like, still being committed to UCLA, I was, like, shoot, like, I, I have to, like, make sure I'm ready, and that was always a struggle and a stress, so I don't know. I feel like, high school for anyone is a stressful time and just figuring out like who you are, what you want to do and what you want to become and achieve. So I don't know. That's, that was kind of what was tough for me in high school.
0: That was a lot different than me. I was worried about freaking calculus, not about that. So props (laughs) to you for that. Um, so when it, when it, when it came to that decision, right. Of okay. BYU UCLA, obviously there's a slew of other colleges I assume recruited you as well um when I boil down to it you chose UCLA and then I believe you were there for a year and then you transferred back to BYU um can you kind of go through that decision and and one why did you go to UCLA at, at first and then second what was that turning point of maybe this was the wrong decision I need to go back to the original you know BYU
2: yeah um so I always like I grew up playing or I mean watching BYU soccer and just seeing how awesome like the team is in the atmosphere and just kind of realizing it's in my backyard and it's like it I can like it's achievable if I do the work. And that's always been like um, a goal of mine. It was always a top college for me. Same with UCLA and um, a couple other schools. But when UCLA knocked on my door. I don't know, like, I feel like I kind of let some outside forces kind of shift, like, my focus, like, I don't know, I feel like I was possibly doing it for someone else, not necessarily myself. I was trying to, like, I don't know, I I wasn't um, making a clear decision, like, based off of what I truly wanted. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna have to roll with it. And what also kind of stunk was they gave me a two week like time period. So I really like had to smush every kind of thought into where I wanted to go within two weeks, like either decommitting or committing and changing schools. Like it was kind of a crazy two week period, but ended up going with UCLA and just kind of decided, you know what, like there's an opportunity for me to, because I I am LDS and um, it's an opportunity for me to like possibly share the gospel and just go out and train with a top like five to 10 team every day with girls. I don't know yet. And just like kind of create like a whole new like atmosphere for myself and create friendships and everything. Cause I didn't have any family out there and I really just kind of jumped into the deep end and really had to like find my way around. And it was awesome. It honestly was and. um, training in that environment every day was awesome. It was hard, but it was great. And um, the girls were awesome. I just, at the end of the day, like I just decided, like, I don't know, it didn't feel like it was for me. And it, when I di- like when I started thinking about that, there's things that were kind of happening coincidentally where I was like, wait, and I started to recognize them. And then I was like, okay maybe this is happening for a reason and maybe um my thoughts and like everything like maybe God's trying to tell me something and yep things just kept happening and I was like you know what I I think I need to come home and thankfully BYU had a spot for me and um it the coaching staff was awesome one of them was my old club coach and I had old teammates on the team and I was like you know what is probably the place for me and it probably is going to help me in the long term with more important goals that are not just like in soccer so yeah
1: seems you know BYU obviously worked out for you personally but in terms of the team and success it was a really good decision and I think you know what I'm referring to with this past year that you guys had when you made it all the way to the Well, I, am not the biggest soccer fan, but I'm going to just go call it national championship. I don't know if that's the term in soccer. Okay. National championship has made to the national championship, you know, and I was looking at your schedule and it's, you know, you won five games to get there. So you played six total. And so just what was in, you obviously beat number one, Virginia as well. It said number one on there, I think in the bracket, I don't know what they were in the country, but in your bracket, they were number one.
0: Mm -hmm. So what
1: was that like, you know, to, and obviously in just the whole year as well, you know, you're 17, five and two, I believe. Uh, so when did you like, as a team and for you personally, when did you feel like the confidence that you could really go far? And then what was that whole ride like of making it all the way to the national championship, you know, for women's soccer, and just kind of the magical ride you guys had, what was that all like?
2: Um, it was a Cinderella run for sure. That was, that was a crazy season that we had and We made history and that's awesome. Um, I definitely, like in the beginning, was kind of skeptical and I was just like, I don't know if we're going to make it that far. And I know that's a horrible mindset, but at the same time, I was like showing up ready to play and win and everything every time I showed up to practice or showed up to a game. And that was the same with my team. Um, We all had kind of the same mentality, but that was kind of like a lingering thought that I had that I was just kind of like nervous about. Um, But at the same time, I was like, we got knocked out of the first round last season and we were all like pretty mad about that. So we're like, you know what, this is revenge season. Like Virginia's in our bracket. They were the ones that knocked us out. We can make it all the way and literally just come back and take vengeance and stuff. But, Um, honestly, confidence, like the more that we were winning, the more games that we like were accomplishing our goals, the more confidence we got and the more like kind of swag is what we called it throughout the season. Like we needed to show up on the field with swag and kind of just make sure that the other team like knew our presence and knew kind of like we meant business and, um, definitely like in, when we made it to the final four. Like, being in the shoes of the woman that I looked up to when I was little, I was just like, this can't be real. Like, I was just like, holy holy cow, like, this is insane. It doesn't feel, like, any different. Honestly, it feels like we're just playing Florida State or um, Santa Clara, just, like, in a regular match, like a regular game. And it was just, like, weird because it was just, like, it, it means so much. But at the same time, I was like, we're showing up and playing another soccer game, you know? So it was, it was honestly pretty crazy. I, I wasn't as nervous as I thought I was going to be if I'm being honest and I don't know, it was, it was pretty fun. It was a fun go. And the team, I feel like everyone handled it very well with how much um, kind of uh, like we've never really been in that position before. And I think that we handled it with um, composure.
0: Personally, I can say that I I watched you guys play. Um, I'm a big soccer guy. Charles is more basketball. I'm more soccer. Um, But going into that final four, right, you guys had scored the most goals in the tournament. I believe it was 16 or 17, right? And then Santa Clara, which is a WCC opponent, you know, you guys beat them. who won it last year. And then you go to Florida State, and there is one play, and I think we kind of know which one it is, it's uh, the offside goal, or to me, I don't think it was really offside. I don't know if you've watched the video. So going back, have one, have you watched that game at all? Or is it too hard? And second, when you do watch it, do you think that, was, that girl was onside or not? And three, do you wish you had some VAR? So you can do those answers in any question. You can get a, all out. There that is a big
1: question to ask. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, that is a big question. Um, I personally have not watched the game. Um, I just feel like personally and as a team, like I, I don't think we played our best and I think we were kind of um, shell-shocked all together just like that we were playing Florida State because like, I feel like they kind of have that um, mantra about them that they're always going to be in the Final Four or they're always getting that first or second like national title and so I yeah I have not watched that game again but I have asked everyone oh was it like was it offsides and a lot of people have said I honestly don't think it was and then there's other ones that were like she was off by like this much and oh man I don't know but that would have been crazy if they actually counted that because we would have been actual national champs so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about watching it again, like maybe maybe in a long time from now, but we'll see.
1: Maybe if you you win a national championship like next year or so, maybe oh, you'll go God. back and watch it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, were you were you yelling at the TV when you saw that call?
0: Um, I wouldn't say I was yelling, but I was like, well that sucks you know but <laughs> yeah it's okay it wasn't me playing so I, I can't say anything but I know how it feels because I've played before and I'm a ref as well and you hate to call those things you know especially get it wrong so mm-hmm. that's the thing is you got to make sure it's right and I don't really know <laughs> if it was right or wrong so I can't say anything about it so
2: <laughs> yeah I think they, I think they might've, I honestly, I don't really know if this is true or not, but I saw like this bus behind like all the bleachers and it had like a whole bunch of TVs in there. And when we like went in toward the field, I think the day before our Santa Clara game or it was the Florida state game, we saw that there was cameras within the goalposts. So I honestly think maybe the ref like had connections to this bus and like, They were watching and they're like, okay, like, yeah, or I don't even, I don't know, but maybe somehow they do have VHR, (laughs) but like low key, I don't know.
0: Replay center, they didn't didn't say anything about having VAR, then I was just like,
2: oh, it's VAR,
0: yeah, it's VAR video assistant referee, yeah. So I was like, man, if they had that, they'd get it right, but you know, anyways. Don't have to get on the soapbox anymore. <laughs> so it's okay.
1: Yeah, this is, this will be a little bit different from, from soccer, a little bit, uh, I guess, just, yeah, different from soccer. Uh, this is a three part question. Would you prefer I ask all three at once or you want to go one at a time?
2: Let's go one at a time. One at a time.
1: <laughs> I, I tried to, to not space it out, but it would have been just a complete mess. So, <laughs> so I I'd see, I believe you have a couple of brand deals with fashion companies, correct?
2: Um, a couple. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you also have like a, a YouTube channel. So, you know, kind of like a social branding, social marketing kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And so where was that interest, you know, where that kind of developed from to kind of maybe pursue or be like, you know, brand deals would be cool. And then, and all that. So where'd that interest come from and like having a YouTube channel and stuff. So.
2: Hmm. Well, um ever since they well at first I feel like I've always just been kind of a gal who's like in social media. I don't know. I that's probably like the whole the whole world right. now. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just growing up with that. Like honestly, I actually didn't really grow up with that. I like in high school, like maybe late high school is when I like actually got it and kind of it's just like, Oh, this is kind of fun. I I don't know what drives me to do it, but I think I just like like virtual stuff, like all the technology and how easy it is to like do things from just like where you're at. I find that so fascinating. And, um, uh, just so ever since they lifted like the rule for the yeah. athletes and stuff, I was just like, wow, like, I could do a lot with this and like I've had like I've met with people and like we've talked about how like not crucial but how beneficial it would be if you made yourself into a brand and how to kind of do that is through social media and through YouTube and through TikTok and all that kind of stuff so um, I just like I, I would love to kind of get my name already out there in a way somehow um, for potential business um, like things or just like future paths that I could be taking all because I started like focusing on like how I was presenting myself and how I was creating myself into the kind of brand I like want to portray.
1: Then the second part, without breaking any confidentiality because that's not what we're trying to do but what was the process like of gathering or agreeing to these brand deals and like how what is like kind of without what what you're allowed to say or what you want to say how does that process kind of start or how to start for you and and all and just is it you know easy or is it was it pretty difficult so
2: um it it's easy but also difficult at the same time because you have like deals that come from like family friends or you have deals that come from um like word of mouth like people know you but somehow like they know someone else and that's how you got connected to them um you could I I with some of mine I contacted them and I said hey I'm an athlete here at BYU um we like, like kind of, you have to kind of sell yourself a little bit and kind of just give them a little bit of info on you to make sure that like your, um, credibility is there. But I just kind of reached out to like certain companies that I like, I kind of wanted to work with and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. some of them are difficult though. Like I, I reached out to like a couple, I I'm really into big, like, or I'm big into like mental health and all that kind of stuff. And some of these companies that I like really wanted to work with, they like didn't get back with me for a while, like a really long time. Or they're just like, you know, we're not interested in um, doing athletes right now or whatever. So it kind of just all varies. Like you might not get the brand that you like want or like company that you want, but at the end of the day, it's, it is what it is.
1: That's probably what we should be doing with this podcast is reaching out to uh brands to see if we can get a deal but it's a little difficult <laughs> i don't know if we're appealing enough but anyway so the third part the last question what what advice that kind of leads into like i mean we could take some advice from this even what advice would you give just about the whole process of what you've learned you know through social branding and, and going through brand deals and all and you know for people who are pursuing similar things because like you said social media is so big now and you know it's the best way to brand yourself. So, what advice do you have based on what you've learned?
2: Um, I'm actually like reading a book right now, but it talks about how like you can just network and like, I guess I'm going to say the word again, brand. Like how to brand yourself into like something that people want to like put their time and effort and money into, and um, it's just kind of crazy because. Like your brand, first off, athletes are not the only ones that can be a brand. Like everyone and anyone can be a brand. And it's like kind of crazy to think about because your brand is basically your life and kind of like you're authentic and you're unique and there's only one you. So you're the only one that can like present your brand like Gucci, like everyone knows Gucci. Well, multiple people can wear Gucci well, I'm Brecken, like, no one else can wear or be Brecken, you know, and just, like, you guys, like, no one else can be you, Um, so I just, like, honestly say, like, be, be, like, more authentic and be more real, like, on, like, social media and just be someone who, like, people can, like, relate to or even just look up to so that they can, have like maybe the courage to get through what they need to get through or just anything like that so I'm actually like I'm trying to I have a YouTube with my roommate of course but I'm trying to create one um personally and I think I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go yet but I know that it's going to be called under the number and that's like it's kind of meaning like this is also to help like with my brand and everything but under the number basically means um you're not just like you're like in high school if someone said my name like they said oh she's a soccer player like I wanted to be known then like more than just that like I was a sister I was a daughter I was a friend like blah, blah blah not just a soccer player so that's kind of like what under the number means and so yeah I honestly just say even if you're scared like with social media or just getting out there and putting yourself out there. Like I'm, I'm nervous with stuff, but just, just take that leap and honestly just do it because you can't lose anything at the end of the day. So.
1: I like the advice. I like the advice.
0: As I say, the worst thing they can say is no. Right. So that, that's, that's definitely true. And I can test the fact that Reckon does like social media won't name the class that we have together, but I have seen a couple times social media is there instead of uh, sort of looking at class, and that's me too. But we'll yeah. move on from that and wow. talk about brands. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about brands. Um, so when it comes to brands, um, Brecken, I've noticed that you have some pretty good shoes. I'm also a shoe guy as well. So me tell too. me right now <laughs> the pair of shoes that you spent the most money on don't have to say the name but just you know the price to say the spent most money on and then second what your favorite shoe that you have is right now
2: shoot um i wouldn't say like i'm a sneakerhead, but i have like a pair of boots that were like 300 or something dollars i don't know but my favorite there we go <laughs> my favorite shoes are definitely my free bird boots yeah or my cleats my soccer cleats always in those so
0: now, you ha- and you have to be nike right
2: for our school yeah yeah
0: okay now what
1: about your favorite shoes
2: my favorite shoes
0: yeah what um well i guess i'll uh i'll have to say my number two I spent 240 on these um <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh yeah nike air force one Flyknit, um patriot edition super bowl six ones i did get confetti okay. with it so you know oh
1: yeah i've, I've seen those shoes yeah,
0: yeah you've shown me those and then if you're talking about favorite probably my jordan one mid whites or my new pair of soccer cleats i just got i'm adidas um but i believe they are the copa adidas ones with no laces so sockless. so
2: oh okay
1: see i'm letting you i'm letting you brag a little bit about your shoes too so
0: well i mean i'm not spending 300 like breckin so i guess i gotta improve a little bit so
1: hey if this takes off man you'll have the the money for it so
0: hey there you go there you go
1: (laughs) all right uh this is a little segment we do with our guests most of them so far have been college athletes or former college athletes and this is we like to do a thing called do you remember your stats and so I tried finding high school. I couldn't really find any. So I have your your BYU stats pulled up from your two years, and we're gonna have you see how well you know your stats. And okay. we'll just do the we'll do the the year log. We won't do a specific game. That's a little too too much. But let's go. We'll we'll start simple. We'll start simple for this this past year. How many goals did you have on the year?
2: For the full
1: year? Yes. Unless BYU's. Line to me. Uh, it says 2021. So
0: <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, well, is it this that's a season? Yeah, 2021. Yeah.
2: I think seven.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is seven. It's seven. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> to right. add a little bit of suspense there. Yeah, I want to add a little bit of suspense. Um, Matt, do you want to ask one? I'm putting oh, myself in a I'm putting myself in a hole here because if you say something, I might not know what it is.
0: It's okay. We'll go basic um, since I believe, Brecken, you play right wing, correct? Um, assists. We'll go with assists. How many assists did you have in this season? Okay. I got it. The one that says A. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I think I had nine.
1: Two for two. She's two for two. We might have to give her something a little bit harder. All right. How many yeah, minutes did was, you play? No, I'm just kidding.
2: How many? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, it's not many. It doesn't show many stats at least, but all right. How about shots on goal?
0: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> I don't. Just 43.
1: give a, a, an estimate. Yeah. It's, yeah 43. Goes, 43. Uh, a little bit lower. We're going to have you guess it. We're just going to keep telling you if you're too low or too high. Sorry, not a little bit. Kind of a lot lower, actually.
2: Ooh, 27.
1: <laughs> really close. A little bit higher.
2: 29.
1: A little bit lower.
2: <laughs> 28.
1: Yeah, 28 goals.
2: Oh, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. You, happy? Oh, you seem you happy go. with that, so. Hey, that's yeah. 25%. Oh, that's
2: not oh, okay. good. I need to have, like, 50 next I was going to say 50.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that ends hey, the, the stats just, just
0: portion. Know. Just know basic math. That means one every four shots on goal you score. That's pretty good. So fifty Dang. would be great. That'd be awesome.
2: Thanks. That would
0: be. So there. <laughs> there is one question I forgot to ask you, Brecken, and it's. So outside of playing at Southfield, sorry Charles. So Southfield's what BYU? That's their Southfield. Um Oh yeah, and for those who haven't figured out, Brecken and I go to the same school and both LDS, and then you Charles, did say same same went-
1: class, but.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So both LDS, both BRU. Um, so you can't choose BRU as like one of your favorite places to play. Cause we obviously know that's number one outside of that, out of the all other places that you've been to stadium wise, team wise, whatever, what has been the most fun place to play
2: at? Um, Portland. I, I like, this is awful, but I don't like know their full name. But I just know that they're from Portland, Oregon, and their field was awesome. It kind of had, like, the kind of stadium feel. And, yeah, it was kind of, like, raining there. So, yeah, definitely definitely Oregon or Portland.
0: And the WCC people, right? Portland? Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah.
0: We know the pilots. So.
2: (laughs) Yes, pilots. (laughs) I I didn't know the name. Um, Uh,
0: Don't worry. All right.
1: And then this is, this will probably be my last question. I don't know if Matt's going to ask anything else after this, because we've already hit 30 minutes, but this has been a good talk, but what are, and I'm stealing this from Matt. He asked us to another guest of ours. We know Brecken, the soccer player, but what are some of your hobbies outside of soccer? Who is Brecken the person Mm -hmm. you talked about under under the the numbers? Exactly. um... What are some things you like to do?
2: I love to go outside. I love to play all the summer games like sand volleyball, uh, pickleball. I'm a big shopper. I could be, I could spend hours in the mall or any type of store that has clothes. Um, I love being just with friends and like making memories. I love like spontaneous like trips or just spontaneous plans. I think those are so fun because just get out of your element and you just kind of leave everything else behind and then you just are there in like the now i don't know but yeah those are kind of the things that i like to do
1: under the numbers
2: Mm -hmm. numbers.
1: we're spoiling your your future youtube channel so (laughs) Uh (laughs) hey
0: it's a platform to get it out so yeah Yeah, there you go okay this is a a two-part final question and they're both they're not related to one another but I was just thinking about it so first we'll do um when Brecken stops playing soccer whether that's you know after college professional whatever what are you wanting to do like what are you trying to pursue like what's your degree what are you trying to pursue so kind of formulate that and the second one is um the U.S. um, Soccer Federation just did the 24 million um, agreement with the women's team, right? For equal pay. How do you think that affects you? And how do you think that affects soccer going forward here in the United States? As, as a, a girl yourself, I assume you were very happy with that um, for equal pay. You know, I, I know Charles and I are, we, we think everyone is the equal, you know, right? It doesn't matter if you're a girl or guy or what color you yeah. are but just give us those thoughts since that probably directly affects you as well, since you are in the United States playing soccer and doing that kind of stuff.
2: Okay. Um, So the answer to your first one, I'm trying to go into business marketing and if that somehow doesn't work out, then hopefully just general business because I want a business degree from BYU. But um, I, after soccer's all done, I, I'm really interested into like, I want to own something of my own and whether that be like a floral shop or a wedding venue or my own like clothing store, those are all kind of like goals that I've been having, like, and like thoughts, like I've actually been like thinking about it for a very long time and I I really want to be doing that. Um, Otherwise, if that's like probably more down the line, but probably fresh out of college with my degree. Um, I probably would want to just do like run social media for a company because it's pretty, um, I, or marketing or advertising for one. Cause I feel like you can just do that from anywhere. And like at the end of the day. Like I feel that every girl like wants to be a stay at home mom and like, that would just be like an easy job to do. Like while I was like with my kids, um, the answer to the second one um equal pay and how it could um portray to me or just like um affect me. Uh I think it's awesome. And I think other countries are gonna see this and hopefully be like, you know what? Okay, like we need to get on to the like I I'm really happy that they passed it, but I'm I also feel really bad for all the women that have been on the US team for years. Like they just they pave the way for us soccer in multiple things and this being like kind of like their final hurrah like that is like there's no justice there i feel like like they need to be paid like they're not paid but just like given so much credit and um for like everything that they've done for like soccer like us soccer in general um how it'll like affect me personally like i I don't know if it'll really affect me because I don't know how far like I'll be able to go, but um, I think it's great for all the like female athletes out there and hopefully um, other sports will match this and see, you know what, like that's true. Soccer started it. Let's all like follow. And um, I hope it happens in other countries. And um, I feel like little girls everywhere are going to start being like, okay, you know what, like there really is, like no difference between like what I achieve and what like my guy friend achieves or what the males achieve and stuff. So I I think it's really awesome for America and just all the female women out there.
1: Nice. We're cool. happy to so Matt, you want to do the outro or you want me to do it. <laughs> we didn't play I this. got it. Yeah right. no you're
0: good. <laughs> Brecken, um, this concludes kind of our time with you. I'm sure if we we could do an hour or two hours uh, interview, I'm sure we'd love to, Um, so we appreciate it. Um, Just to let everyone know, we will be um, linking like Brecken's Instagram and we'll probably do some of your YouTube stuff as well in our description, so that way people can look at that for you. Um, So everyone go take a follow, go take a listen um reckon you're an amazing person as well as a great soccer player and hopefully next year whenever the season ends you won't be number two but number one because that would be um let's see way better than number two um but we'd like to thank you for being on the podcast and yeah thank you hopefully very much you enjoyed your time
2: yeah no it was awesome no thank you guys for the opportunity
0: you're welcome
1: and under the numbers remember I'm going to remember that saying, so I hope I see when that channel comes out. I hope to see that and I'll remember this. So
2: okay. yeah,
1: thank you though. Again, we
0: really appreciate it.
2: Of course.
0: Have a good day. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate thank it. You.